Hello, hello everyone! Again by Underveda from PvP, the gaming talk show. And if you're first time here, hello, my name is Marcel de B. I'm a host, a presenter, a streamer from the Netherlands. Um, and uh, I've worked already for a couple of years for PvP, but now also as their host. So um, today we're gonna talk about a lot of things once again. So today we're starting, well, the main subject of today is gaming tournaments. And later on, we're gonna talk about blockchain and gaming tournaments and also about development of gaming tournaments. And also, hi everyone in the chat. Good to see you all again. Um, with that said, the idea is to be here every two weeks. So hopefully we will see everyone every time will be great so we're also having a game shack section like always and uh, we're going to play boss fighters yep boss fighters and you can also be um, among the first to test out this game because we will have a giveaway of 10 alpha keys later on so more enough more than enough to keep on watching yes so before we go and get started <laughs> I'm gonna introduce you to Vadim. I'm gonna. There he is. Hi, Vadim. I think you're. Ah, there you go. Are you there? Hi, Marcella. Yes, hi. But I will do a little introduction. Um, Vadim Shevchuk. Probably say it wrong. We talked about this before. I'm gonna call him Vadim the whole time. It might be better. He has over 10 years of experience in game development, computer graphics, animation, and VR, and is passionate about leveraging cutting edge technology in the gaming industry. In 2021, he co founded Pixport uh, Games, a next generation game development studio with the goal of bringing VR, AI, and blockchain technology to the new heights and mass adoption through innovative games. So, a lot of things. Welcome once again. Really good to have you here. How did you enter the whole gaming industry? Uh, yeah, I, was, I started as a tactical artist, as a 3D generalist. So I was working in an outsourcing studio for a few years, uh, basically walked my way up uh, for different positions. Uh, like I was a 3D animator, artist, uh, eventually walked my way up to product director and then founded my own service company. So yeah, that's how I started my journey to game development. So we started making games for other studios producing graphics, uh, like parts of the code, whole games. I've worked on multiple AAA titles, uh, multiple uh, indie games. And uh, eventually, yeah, we decided, to, so, okay, so we're doing some great stuff. We know how to do games. Uh, for, last, for the last six years, uh, we've been doing VR projects. And yeah, that's why we decided to create our product company and uh, start making our own games. Nice. Good, and I think that's really great because if you're in the game industry, it's one. But, you know, making games yourself, that is something else and uh, really interesting. Um, and uh, you have worked on, I hope I say it right, Myriad Technologies, if, if I'm saying correctly. But um, like VR, AI and blockchain, can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, uh, so six years ago, I think, yeah, it was 2017. Uh, we started working with VR in our service company, so we basically created a separate department. Uh, and uh, back then, uh, VR was still new, and it completely blown me away by the possibilities and what you can do in VR. So we started uh, working on professional 
tools like professional simulations, employee assessment applications, recreational apps, like medical apps, all sorts of like professional stuff. It's uh, it's still very popular and a huge uh, domain that is uh, like we still work in this departments as a service company. Uh, and VR basically became my like all you know, all time uh, passion. So because uh, you can do so many things in VR and it, it just tr transforms your experience as a player. Mm -hmm. So uh, AI stuff, like AI is not new. Like we, we hear about the AI hype. Uh, just just recently, we started hearing about like chat GPT, all this kind of stuff. And uh, it matured rapidly mm -hmm. over the last few years. And like this year, it just exploded. And obviously, uh, we in our gaming studio also try to use AI tools in production processes. Uh, so again, it's nothing new. We just need to, we just wanted to adjust the processes like using ChatGPT for marketing purposes, like or some creative processes. It's, it's really a good thing to kickstart some, some creative process. Like give me like 10 ideas uh, how we mm -hmm. can go about. So uh, on the other hand, AI can greatly speed up asset production and this is what I think uh, what AI can bring to the gaming industry like big time. So because the most costly part of development is actually like pr producing graphical assets, uh, creating worlds. Mm -hmm. And uh, we see that a lot of companies like Epic Games with their uh, Unreal Engine, they're trying to develop tools mm -hmm. that will help developers to speed up the iteration process because game development it's all about iterating yeah you, you do something then you change it you do something you change it and the quicker you can do this uh the faster you ship the product so ai can also speed up this uh like create textures create 3d models uh, all this kind of stuff or just procedural environments so uh, we're looking into this and uh, there are lots of companies out there that providing tools sound creation yeah it's just such an amazing and transformative technology we will not recognize like the world we live in like in a, in a few years like uh, this is how impactful ai yeah. is it goes so quick uh, and i mean yeah if i hear you talking like you have so much love for it like you are loving it so much and that makes everything easier because it isn't easy but it makes it easier because you're passionate about it and um because you were talking a little bit before but um your journey at Pixward Games, like how how did it went? And I mean, it's a next generation game development studio. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm I don't want to uh, dive too deep into boss fighters yet. Uh, so mm -hmm. more about Pixward Games in total. Yeah, so it's called like next generation uh, game development studio because we are using all these new uh, tools and technologies in our production processes. And we are betting on the stuff that uh, is still yet to become uh, wildly popular. So VR is, although it's it's like in somewhere in between. So like some people think it's not not new, but in terms of the maturity of the technology, VR is still pretty new. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we have to we still have to see VR devices that are much cheaper and much more compact and much more comfortable to wear. So because it's user experience always reigns above everything. So you as a gamer, you know it like you will 
most likely play the game where the user experience is, is smooth, flawless, and enjoyable. Mm -hmm. So this is the thing that is still yet to be solved in VR, and we're getting there. So like we we won't recognize uh, so what VR uh, is capable of. Like in five years, it will be just mind blowing. So with all these technologies, so we're betting on VR, mm -hmm. uh, and like latest data from Meta shows that. VR is actually a gaming platform, so that's why we develop games using VR. We're using AI tools uh, to speed up iteration uh, processes and production process inside our gaming studio. And we are also uh, using blockchain in uh, in the next uh, in the in the games that we are developing right now, because we believe that what blockchain uh, allows and blockchain technology in general is this like asset ownership uh yeah. that is missing right now from the from the equation from the, with the relate from the relationship between publishers and the game developers and players mm -hmm. so and this is not how things were like 20 years ago yeah. where everyone was exchanging like cds or even cartridges for those nas games so we have ownership over our digital assets mm -hmm. and then uh like it, it, it was gone. So blockchain allows us to reestablish this ownership relationships. Yeah, you're trying to take all the the new abilities that are there. You want to use it because um, it's quite still tricky in a way to have VR because uh, VR is getting bigger and bigger. But still, like I don't know that many people who own a VR uh, at home, to be honest. So, um, and I mean, yes, it is much better than before because before when you put something on the VR and there was a game, you got super nauseous because um, it was just not built well enough. It's getting better. Yeah. So that's really nice. But um, uh, it's it's still like, it's a good thing. And we would talk about later that in the game that you guys having is that it's VR, but also possible to play if you're not having a VR. Yeah. And that's good because you always have to, you know, think about both sides uh, mm -hmm. because some people will maybe never own a VR. And it's the same with like maybe PlayStation or anything else. Like some people will own only a PC and some will only maybe get a VR. So, yeah, um, to see. Um, OK, so we'll be talking about gaming tournaments as we'd like to know what is your all time favorite gaming tournament. And of course, in the chat, I do want to know from you as well. What's your all-time favorite tournament? I would love to know. Yeah, well, I'm like uh, I was a big fan of StarCraft and strategy mm -hmm. games, and I'm like in general like a, a big fan of old Blizzard. I would put it this way. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing a lot of strategy games in my youth, like uh, when I was young. So and. I followed like StarCraft, Brood uh, uh, War uh, competitive stage, StarCraft 2. I played Warcraft 3 uh, myself mm -hmm. and uh, StarCraft 2 in general. So, yeah. And uh, the, the tournament, like the World Championship, basically, the tournament for StarCraft, uh, I watched it like at least like uh, it basically like it was the like, 20th, 2013, 20. 14, 15. Yeah. So this was like the pinnacle of StarCraft 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was amazing. So I followed a lot of content creators like Day9 TV. He was like really good at yeah. StarCraft. Uh, here in Ukraine, we had guys like professional StarCraft players like Whitera and uh, other big names. So have uh, you been to uh, EAM then as well in Katowice in Poland? 
Uh, no, I haven't been. So yeah, oh. I was I was busy building my business. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, yeah, it will be uh, that will be for me being there and seeing this stuff in real life over there. Like I that was the first time I think it was two thousand fifteen. If I say correctly, around 15, I was there my first time and I was so impressed by the amount of people who were going there. And also we had worlds from a League of Legends in the Netherlands once, or maybe twice, I don't know, but at least once I've been there. And mm -hmm. it was so cool, like so cool to see it. And I think for a lot of people who are not known about like gaming or anything, you just have to let them go to a big tour gaming tournament because then their eyes will go yeah. open like, wow, that is great. Uh, yeah, for me, it was mainly, um, obviously, Years of the Storm, because I was a host for mm. myself. So doing hosting for Blizzard for Years of the Storm was really cool. So they can feel like the tournament side from a different angle. And it's really, really, really tiring, but really fun. Um, and uh, <laughs> when you go to Apex, I will always... Oh, yeah, well, Apex tournaments are cool, too. I was looking into that as well, because Apex uh, is the game I'm playing now a lot. Apex Legends. Um, but StarCraft was one of the games that really got me into gaming. Nice to you. Yeah, I think I see League of Legends here, Counter-Strike. I mean, Counter-Strike is really a big uh, gaming oh, tournament yeah. game as well. So um, really good to see. Uh, someone is asking for you. Can I get information about boss fighters NFTs? Oh, sure. So we can talk about this like later when we when we start like, talking about boss fighters. Maybe... Uh... That would be a good time to sounds sounds good. Okay, Davut, uh, I hope I say it correctly. Stay tuned because we'll talk about it later. Um, so we're going into the first subject, and it's about gaming tournaments. We already talked a little bit about it, but I think it's a perfect part to go to. Uh, so for people, gaming tournaments are competitive events in which players compete in specific games. Uh, they range from local tournaments uh, that are much like what we used to be hosting in arcades to major esport events that you can watch live on television. And obviously, the small ones, that's how people imagine that they are. But they have to see the big ones, then they are like, whoa, uh, blessed away. So, um, of course, we have uh, different type of gaming tournaments, like local amateur tournaments. Uh, these exhibitions are generally centered around a single game and tend to be hosted either by a local fan club or by university gaming clubs. Most amateur tournaments are open to the public and are generally played for minimal stakes. A tournament may last one day or an entire weekend. Um, then we got amateur gaming leagues. These leagues aren't quite the same as the eSport federations, but they have many of the same trappings. Participants in these leagues tend to have their stats tracked, and those who finish well in the bigger tournaments tend to pull down significant prizes and may use these leagues as a stepping stone to the professional leagues. Um, now we go to the next one, is professional tournaments. Players will often have to qualify in smaller local or regional tournaments to get to these, but they are huge affairs that tend to bring in a significant amount of attention. Professionals who play in these tournaments regularly can make a living if they find themselves in the top tiers of competition on a regular basis. And of obviously, we will have eSport leagues. These are professional sport leagues that play games on a regular basis and track stats across the season. Most of these eSport leagues have corporate support from the creators of the games and are used as a way of advertising the games themselves. And not forgetting, a lot of money involved. A lot of sponsors, a lot of money. Uh, so, uh, and definitely like some like Korea and everything. People there are like, are superstars. 
that's that's not even known as much here as if you see there like definitely from starcraft as well like these these players who are known from that they're like superstars so that's super cool um so we we talked a little bit but have you ever been part of any of these tournaments as a player or watching them in real life yeah i, I was uh, like uh, i was playing uh, starcraft and uh hearthstone like i think i started playing hearthstone from beta in, mm-hmm. like, 10 years ago so yeah i was playing some local tournaments uh when i was like still not building my business i was playing like starcraft and it was quite fun i never uh, set a goal for myself so i, I want to become a, like uh, a professional esports gamer so it, it wasn't like on my radar but i was just playing competitively because it was fun yeah, yeah. these are the games that are super fun to play competitively yeah yeah and i see in the chat uh, people have been to uh, any, well, participated in tournaments, a small one, a years ago on a LAN party, on Atomic Bomberman. <laughs> yeah, that's a different level, but it's really fun. Uh, so, yeah, no, it's, um, it's definitely for everyone. If you never have been to one to watch, definitely go check it because it's a really different vibe and it's really fun. And the whole, you know, passion that people have is great. Oh, you were at the semi-finalist in the Nintendo World Championship. That's cool. That is really nice. Um, and, uh, okay, and if there's a tournament you would love to watch or partic- participate, which one would it be? Um... Uh... I recently watched a tournament uh, on Veil VR. Okay. It is the, uh, one of the... Like, and they, they held the biggest tournament for VR competitive games, I think. Mm-hmm. So they have huge prize pools. Uh, this is like a specifically a hardcore uh, competitive VR shooter. Okay. And uh, it was like done super well. And I watched this and I really enjoyed how, how it was like yeah, done. It was so like it's very high quality production only like the the commentators so like the things you you find in normal gaming so it is coming into professional VR gaming as well and i'm pretty i'm really excited so are you are you watching it then through vr yourself or how does it go uh no it was a stage basically so you can you can see that the teams on stage they are in the full vr uh like armament basically so the vr headsets they have the, the gun stocks the controllers and you have this, the giant screens, the commentators. So no, normal stuff as you as you see it in uh, in in traditional gaming uh, competitions tournaments. The, the same thing just for VR, but the, but the players are like they wear VR headsets. So that, and the production it's a funny way really to great. look at though, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, so. What makes a game tournament fun and successful according to you? Like, what do you think is, like, the key? Well, I think, for me at least, uh, one of the most important is the commentator. So mm-hmm. the really passionate and, uh, uh, yeah, really passionate commentators, professional commentators. So, again, same thing with the StarCraft, like, D9TV and all these guys. So they really know uh, what's what's going on, so they can uh give some insights on what's happening and uh be emotional so this this is what like in my opinion gives like uh 50 like maybe maybe 60 percent of the fun comes from uh quality commentators yeah so that's why like streaming and uh covering the events is a really important job to to make uh esports a major thing it's already like become a major thing but uh, uh having really passionate people covering these games this is what drives 
uh, people to, to watch these tournaments. And again, things like you have to have fair rules, you have to have like uh, games are obviously really important. So the mm -hmm. game uh, actually competitive. So yeah. uh, a quick session game where your skill matters. So it's it has to be a skill based game yeah. with fair bit of strategizing. And uh, yeah, I think that these are the most important components for a successful tournament. Yeah, and I mean, what you say, like, um, the casters are so important because sometimes you don't even have to watch the game and just listen to them. And there you get yeah. already hyped, you know exactly what's going on. And I think it's definitely... Um, I I think the biggest moment that I've seen this was, like, was really funny, was the NCAG mouse clicker. So it's, like, mouse clicking tournament. And uh, it was from Logitech, and they'd done, like, a thing that you had to, like, click as fast as you can, and then you can win, like the tournament um i was hosting that and it was really fun um and to be honest people loved it and the, the why they loved it as well obviously because of me no joke that's not true but they loved it mainly because um also the the commentators were doing it so well like even if you thought okay this is lame they loved it because the the commentators were acting like it was like the most crazy game happening like oh he's clicking so hard this and this i'm like wow i got so much respect that you can talk so much <laughs> about clicking on a mouse but it was fantastic and it really even got a prize this tournament because of whole the whole idea and so definitely if you would put have these people in like yeah okay it was really quick with clicking that would be super boring so big props to the to the casters of that so yeah casters really really important they're like a really big part of it yeah um so we're gonna look to some slides and starting over the first one um this slide shows the the well you can see the leading esport games worldwide 2022 um a million us dollars so as you can see dota 2 starting off arena fella um now I'm gonna ask a really stupid question, but Arena of Fella is that? What is that? I guess I'm not the right person to answer you this question. Don't know. Oh, it's a, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, because of course I know all of it, but that one I was like, it's so it's like a lot of money, but I mean I see player known battleground, yeah. But mm -hmm. Arena Feller, PUBG, PUBG Mobile. Okay, wow. And a League of Legends is like low if you see it with a Dota. I mean, that's a big difference. So Dota is a lot, a lot going on. Yep. Okay. Um. Now we're going to look at the second slide. And that is uh, the leading esports tournament ranked based on the prize pool. So um also of course in us dollars the international 2021 so you can also see it has been growing but 2022 was a l much lower than 2021 and much lower um then i'm questioning is that maybe because of the whole covid that happened yeah that, you know they had Th to have less money it. yeah because we had Corona start in 2020, then they still done a lot of money in 2021, but out of sudden 2022 isn't much. Well, it's still a lot, but it has not. It's it's so much lower than all these other years. Yeah, 
I have no idea. Like, what do you guys think in the chat? Why why isn't 2022 so much lower? I mean, that is a big difference. The, the rest is growing, as you can see. There's 14, 15, 16, 17, and so on. No 2020. Obviously, there was not much happening with the COVID uh, going on. But 2022, they thought, well, we can't use too much money anymore. <laughs> Sorry. So curious about the numbers of uh, what we will see like next year and then about 2023 because i do know that there's a lot of media apart there like coding so i'm really curious how it is with the tournaments and prize pools um then we're going to look at slide three no idea ah oh, then i also don't know uh, you can see the list of esport tournaments with peak viewers as of november 2022 in millions all right so 2000 20 is still high, but yeah, it's uh, viewers, so online, so that's possible. Uh, also looking at the chat, maybe they want more money for themselves. <laughs> that could be as well. Declining what may have caused the amount of prize pool may have been because of what was offered in the compendium. It was an offering they sold, which is correct for a dollar amount and a percentage of the sales went to the prize pool. Okay. That is something I had no idea about. So it's really nice to hear that line detail. Thank you for the information. Um, but yeah, as you, as you can see, it's it's it the it has it well it was a lot, but again, the mobile uh, Asia Cup 2022 much lower. Um, but League of Legends still high. All the championships are doing well for them. I mean, yeah, nothing bad about it. Less more views, maybe they use more money for the show around it. That could be. I mean, the shows are like a lot of money as well. Um, so can you maybe explain uh, to me, Fadim, the, the something about the prize money in tournaments? Do you have any idea? Uh, well, the prize money has to uh, has to come from from players like um, and sponsors. So, and this is actually where blockchain is really beneficial for the new game economies. Uh, because if you can tap into transaction fees, then you can uh, build up a price pool for a competitive uh, game modes or tournaments or esports events mm -hmm. uh, where blockchain is used. So in traditional gaming, like you, yeah, you you sell this like loot boxes like in CS:GO, right? And part of the money goes in the company Valve. Uh, it is not a publicly traded company. Nobody knows how much money they make exactly. Mm -hmm because yeah. it's not publicly traded company and some of uh, the money goes uh, to organize these tournaments and mm -hmm. uh, some goes to the to, as a prize pool so uh, yeah that, that basically depends on the on the player base on the cost of the show uh, production costs are really high for high quality esports events yeah uh, but again so i'm really bull bullish like an, i'm really big fan of blockchain technology that it allows you to build this kind of uh, price pools for tournaments naturally uh, without a need of like huge infrastructure. So yeah, you just like implement the blockchain. And if you have like a utility token on like uh, or digital collectibles in the game, then you can gradually build up uh, a price pool yeah. for a certain game mode or, or tournament. Yeah. Also in the, in the meanwhile, the police is not coming anyone. Everyone like if when my lights go off like this, someone is following my Twitch. So that's just on. I can't get it away when I'm streaming because my lights are connected to it. So if you're like, whoa, what's happening in a room? Like lights are going off. 
that's why because i was like oh oh oops um and could you give some advice for an amateur to start participating in gaming tournaments well i'm not the right guy to <laughs> to tell you how to participate in like, <laughs> large-scale gaming tournaments but you can start small so yeah. i know that lots of like again so i'm a, a big fan of like old blizzard so they have this ranking system in the game so i know that to qualify for world Champ world championship championship hearthstone you have to like reach certain rank in the game so mm -hmm. just play the game uh, become better at the game and then you might be invited to like a local tournament then you win this local tournaments and yeah that's just basically like a qualification phase and then there's a grand final so yeah. you have to uh, make your way up uh, for the uh, for the letter. Yeah, well, and that's true. I mean, uh, in the end, also from my side, it's the same. Just play, keep on playing, see how good you are. Definitely do the ranking in the game. You know, like see how far you can get. Maybe in Apex, like get a pred. If you're a predator, well, do, do you doing quite well? Uh, no cheating, obviously. Um, and then you can see if you maybe can join a team or anything. I mean, I know that I can never be a predator because I'm not good enough. <laughs> I'm always stuck at plat. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so I think it's just a matter of just do it. Just try it. and um, But don't forget yourself. I mean, sometimes you're maybe not good enough for it and it's also fine. But don't, you know, uh, it's good to push yourself. But yeah it's it's some people are really good they're doing this for a very long time also very um young and um i think the, the younger you start is good <laughs> i root for you thank you but i never want to be a professional player in that i would like to be good and i'm not bad in certain games but i would never have the time to uh like, like just let me just be a presenter okay i will do the presenting of the games that goes much better um, so we're going to the next subject, and it's about blockchain and gaming tournaments. Uh, what will blockchain change the way that we experience gaming tournaments right now? Uh, yeah, I, I guess I already started answering this question. Mm -hmm. So I, I think uh, building sustainable player-owned player economies, uh, this will, uh, and with the help of blockchain technology, will allow... Uh, eventually build much more robust systems to host these tournaments and just uh, attract more sponsors. So uh, right now we're like the relationship between game developers and uh, players, uh, there is always like a middleman, right? So you, you have to use a publisher or like a distri uh, or distribution platform and uh, they take a lot of money for that. Like uh, Apple, Google, all these kind of platforms, they charge a lot of money mm -hmm. for developers. And that hinders the ability of developers to to uh, focus more on the game development itself. So blockchain, on one hand, allows you to streamline mm -hmm. this kind of interactions between players and uh, developers itself. But on the other hand, there is like a big flaw uh, that still has to be solved in blockchain. It is user experience. Mm -hmm. So if you look at mobile gaming, uh, users are like always like two clicks, basically two clicks away from doing a purchase. Yeah. This is not how it works in blockchain right now because of like all the like self-custody, uh, the seed phrases, all this kind of stuff. So once this this solved, we will see an explosion of player-owned economies and new generation games that will allow developers to amass funds to reward players like, yeah. uh, in form of the tournaments or competitive game modes or 
basically anything that uh, requires like additional funding and uh, working with content creators as well. So this is what blockchain can bring to the to the esports stage. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, we still have to like work work towards this as a, as a developers yeah. as the industry. Uh, but we're getting there. Yeah, so I'm, I'm talking to lots of developers and uh, like the games we saw like last year, two years ago, it, it was it's it just nothing compared to what what is coming. So like okay. really big, really big titles are coming and high quality titles are coming. Looking forward to it. Um, but what are the well, you already told this, like what are the pros and the cons? I mean, you kind of said it because the, the, the con is right now that it's not going so quick. So it takes a lot of work to do. So you can't really just click and you have it. Um, so yeah, yeah, you kind of already said it, but are there more things that you would say? Yeah, that's a pro or a con. Well, I guess the the regulations, uh, all the like the compliance, uh, different ju jurisdictions. So it's still not solved. Uh, like different countries, mm -hmm. uh, all the, the blockchain assets are treat, treated differently. So again, this um, poses some barriers to entry. Uh, like it is not as scalable uh, as as a centralized applications, right? But again, we're getting there mm -hmm. with new technologies uh, emerging in the blockchain space. And uh, yeah, the, the pros are like the the self the self custody is a con and the pro at the same time. Nobody can just shut your game down and you'll be like left with with nothing basically. So you, uh, I always encourage people to think about blockchain gaming not in terms of like how can I earn in the in the blockchain game, but it's more about uh, what kind of value can you store in this yeah. game? So, like, you know, where, where was Diablo 3 with the auction house? Like, everyone was trading uh, within the game and just basically, it, it just ruined the economy. Yeah. Uh, and uh, like, if you want to, if you, I know people who played games like for like League of Legends, like for five, seven years, like they spent thousands of dollars and they cannot legally sell these uh, these accounts to other people. So basically, they're stuck with these uh, skins, characters, and mm -hmm. all the items they gathered in the game. They're stuck with this uh, things, and they can't do anything. Yeah, so blockchain so... allow, yeah, blockchain allows you just to securely trade it. So mm -hmm. you don't need to do any shady stuff like give your emails and just compromise your security this way. So think of this uh, this kind of benefits that blockchain brings to the gaming and. This is what we are rooting for. So that, that's that's what we're focusing on in our game development studio. Okay, well, I'm curious. Uh, and I'm definitely curious how it will go in the future with this. And we will hear much more about it because it's just this beginning, really. Um, we're going to next thing. It's development of gaming tournaments. And with that, I will show another slide. Do, 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 do. Esport market revenue worldwide from 2020 to 2025. Um, so in 2025, the revenue is project to increase to $1,866.2 million, if I'm correct. Make, uh, um, so yeah, I mean, has, uh, there's quite some money that goes in. <laughs> I think it's, it's billions of dollars. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, because here was, like, here was like million, but I think, yeah, <laughs> I think as well. Um, well, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot. It's, um, I mean, I'm also like looking at the numbers and 
that's definitely growing. Um, but how do you foresee the future development of gaming tournaments? Because what what should we be looking for? Oh, it's only gonna get bigger. So I hope that we're gonna see an Olympics discipline, mm-hmm. some kind of a, a esport discipline on the Olympics, because it is like a really hard job, like to train for a professional esports athlete. You have to like work eight, 10, 12 hours a day and yeah. uh, you Sleep have to well, be really well. Yeah, exactly. You have to Go be to mentally gym. and physically yeah. fit. Yeah. So it's, not, it's, it's, not, it's a really hard thing. Yeah, it's not like how people always thought a gamer is, like, you know, like only sitting behind your PC, uh, being unhealthy. No, it's like you have to be healthy. I mean, I've been to um, Team Liquid, their uh, base in the Netherlands, and uh, there was like a chef uh, who was making all the food. Uh, there was a place that you could sleep, a part they go to the gym to, uh, parts where they could, you know, practice. Um, it's it's full time. Like, and, and on tournaments, you see like a massage, a, like a person who's doing massages for their neck. Like, it, it's all so much more than just playing a video game. Now, I mean, most of you all have are playing video games, and you know if you're really focused, how much energy it drains you. So you do have to sleep well. You have to work out. It's not that you can just eat and healthy and then you will be a great player. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm not a pro. I don't get the massages. Yeah, well, same. <laughs> now we found a way why we're not pro. <laughs> um, so now you heard it, Vadim. We have to get massages. Otherwise, we never get good. <laughs> um, okay, so... Next up, uh, we're going to talk about boss fighters. Um, so what's the story behind boss fighters? Yeah, boss fighters, essentially, uh, this is the game that encompasses uh, all our experience as a development team. Like uh, There are some guys on my team that I've been working for seven years already. We were working for, together for seven years. And yeah, we, we did VR stuff. Uh, I did blockchain stuff, and we decided, okay, so let's make a really quality game that will use blockchain technology in a smart way mm-hmm. that will also leverage VR technology, but not limit itself only to a VR community, although it is an amazing community, enthusiastic, it's premium, so like, yeah, I, I'm really big fan of VR, but uh, we cannot limit ourselves to a VR community. So what if we want to create a game that will actually drive people to VR for those who didn't try, didn't play VR at all? So it has to be an asymmetrical game where one player uh, is in VR and uh, other players are uh, on PC, on flat screen devices can fight against this uh, this big boss. So this is like the idea behind boss fighters. And uh, yeah, we developed in like uh, over a year, so we're still in the in the alpha. Mm-hmm. And uh, blockchain stuff uh, comes in in a form of like digital collectibles. So people call them NFTs, but yeah, that's not a not a great word in the gaming community yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, because of like bad actors and the general sentiment around like all this like web web free uh, crypto stuff that happened like last year. Yeah, and uh, so. We don't see it uh, this way, so we see it as a technology, as an opportunity to give players uh, the control over their assets in the game. Mm-hmm. So again, store in value. So this the skins for the characters that you uh, normally buy from the developer, right? So 
uh, with blockchain, you can create a game economy where players, uh, so they create this assets and they trade with each other. So like some players, they can, like, they really want to grind. They want to uh, get the best results out of, out of the game and they can create some assets that they later can sell to other players that mm -hmm. might find them interesting. And you're not stuck with this, uh, with these items uh, indefinitely. So you can, you're basically storing value. So in every game, you put in your time and effort like to become better in the game. So think of blockchain as a tool to reward for your time and effort, but yeah. uh, not as a tool where you can just sit and earn like endlessly. You have to like, do at, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to become either a professional player and like to, so like somebody has to pay for this stuff. But if you consider this as a like, additional bonus that allows you to store value in the game, then uh, it, there's no problem with blockchain at all. No. So it's just all, all benefits. Yeah, and what's what part of Boss Fighter is the most exciting, if you may say so? Oh, this is the very unique gameplay experience that mm -hmm. you you will never you 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 cannot get the same experience in any other game. So, what was and again the thought process was like, what was the biggest innovation in the gaming industry, like in online shooters? Yeah. For the last seven years, it was like uh, PUBG and the battle royale genre invention, yeah. right? So nothing basically changed since then so yeah here and there there uh, again de game developers are iterating they trying to enhance the experience but uh in in a nutshell we have like pretty much pretty much the established genre so we train we trying to do something different here mm -hmm. and when you launch the game it, it's like a completely different experience so it's two games in one so this is the boss fighting game like mm -hmm. think of a monster hunter world but in normal games, like in traditional games, you're fighting a scripted, a controlled AI bot, and you do it by learning patterns. Mm -hmm. In boss fighters, you're fighting against a real player, and you cannot predict what a real player will do. So, and he's it, in VR. Yeah, so the uh, the boss is using VR, so it it creates a lot of replayability, mm -hmm. and it creates a lot of uh, fun moments. So okay. this is what the game all about i think we just have to show everyone so that's what okay. we're gonna do right now i'm gonna there we go i'm in the game okay. i'm gonna open up i'm gonna start my vr headset so yeah it will be i'm probably sure. gonna look a little bit funny yeah no problem so we're gonna look at you with a vr <laughs> just one moment let me yeah <laughs> it's getting already um obviously i'm gonna play a girl because yeah that's fun just are you still there do we hear you yeah yes yeah you perfect probably, yeah. uh let me know if i can uh oh yeah you can in inventory you can see what you have like rocket launcher slime lobber uh gun dash jetpack okay um and here are the weapons of the vr boss um can i join a game already no, I'm gonna create a game. Just give me a second. All right. I need, I need to launch everything here on my side. This is smooth. Just I like that. One moment. I'm gonna check what I like. Fire slime bombs explode sometime after sticking to the target. Deals bullet damage and anymore you can deliver another weapon. Fires a missile explodes an impact. Oh, I like the rocket launcher. Oh, actually, we, we just updated rocket launcher. Yeah. Uh, this is the new build that you're going to test. And if you 
Have you played Half-Life 1 and 2? No, I don't think so. I play a lot, but I don't think I've played it. Okay, okay, I'm gonna uh, I'm I'm gonna uh, explain it how. So there is this rocket launcher, uh, and if you hold right uh, right mouse button, mm -hmm. uh, you will see a red uh, laser sight, a red laser basically mm -hmm. on the target, and the rocket will follow this red laser. So you can uh, manipulate the missile uh, oh, okay. in the air. Okay. So you can try this. Okay, I'm gonna create a game right now. Yeah. Just a second, and uh, yes, you can now join join me. Right. Are there are there uh, people coming as well? Yes. Uh, I'm gonna call them. Can you can you see my lobby? Yeah, I clicked on join, connecting to the session. Okay. Okay. It should work. Okay, okay. Yep, I'm in. Okay, All right, okay. of course, rocket launcher. I can do dashing, jetpack, or double jump. I'm going for double jump. Okay, so three other people will join you now. Mm-hmm. All right. This is one of our developers. So we see you as well, like the... The the big monster. <laughs> right. Let me change my my color. I I'd oh, like no, to you're... be purple. Purple. <laughs> okay. We need another one. We need another one, and then we can start. Okay. Just give me a second. Because then we can get you down quicker. That's a smart idea. <laughs> all right. So okay. I'm gonna start. They have all these cool skins. Yeah, these are actual dig digital collectibles. So you can trade the skins. Uh, you can uh, like they actually open up different uh, features in later on in the game. You can add more modes. So yes, these are the the cool skins and also the keys to unlock certain game modes. Okay. Oh, this so... is cool. Like the shift does for me the double jump. All right. Oh. Okay. So we see this. Yeah, we see the red dots indeed when I'm like looking at you. Whoa, that was a good shot. Okay, try. Oh my goodness. Now I know where I am. I think of War, War of Wolves or something. Yeah, that was like the initial inspiration. Yeah. So maybe we can do a tri tripod monster or something like that. It feels. Oh no. No, 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 no. Oh, it does no. feel uh, very smooth. Oh, ow, 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 I'm burning. I'm burning. Yeah, you're not the only one with a ranged weapon. No. It feels intense, right? When, Why when are you goes... running behind me? Leave me when alone. the sin is changed in you. No! Got, Got me! Got me! No! Oh, wow. Uh, back, back. No, I'm not back. I'm dead. I killed you with another guy. Oh, lovely. Okay. Okay. So at the top we can see the amount of. Uh, so right now I can I have two things. So the thing is I have to now go to a orange part that you can see light up, and that's where there's. Uh, no. Yeah. Yep. 
this is where the ammo is. By the way, so look at <laughs> look at him. Look at the the. Um, look at yeah, this, the webcam this, this because thing is now you can boss. see you can see Fadim going very like crazy in his in his room. Lol, Fadim is running around <laughs> behind the PC. Yeah, but it looks so funny because normally you don't see that. But okay, so I can't. Oh, there's more ammo, so I need to go down. No, stop. Uh, I'm gonna put you in the dumpster. No. 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 Stop. Uh oh. No, not again. Sorry. <laughs> the monster hates me. No, you already took half of my HP. Yeah, that's it. That's the whole point. Come on, guys. Team. Get him. Oh yeah, so at the right side you can see shift, so have like it has to build up and then you can uh Ooh. Come on, shut up. Now I can get my stuff again. Oh yeah, I had already. No uh. Okay now I can take new ones. Oh some good damage over there. Okay. I still have my giant hammer. <laughs> oh, stop. Don't. Are you smacking the building down? Yes, I can destroy buildings. Oh, you can just. Okay. <laughs> well, to be honest, everyone, like, it is. It feels very smooth. So that's nice. I like that. That's, like, it's the same for me. Like with the Apex, I have to, uh, I love when the game is still smooth. Oh no, I don't have any guns. And that's nice. And this feels smooth, it's like it directly responds when you're walking and everything. I have to go that way because someone else forgot the ammo. Oh, I have to go all the way up. So as you can see, we don't want fighters to, to shoot a lot. At a boss because it will like yeah then you're down head. super quick no yeah it, it, it's no! just not com it's just not that comfortable for vr player when this happens when everything like shoots at you i'm gonna burn you a little bit little and, bit i'm almost dead <laughs> and oh, i'm dead now you're dead so no. we think of it as a more like a uh more third third well a platforming game so you have to really move quickly and uh like, Dodge the boss and cooperate with your teammates, so there will be a lot of new, a lot of like other game modes here, like where maybe you can have to steal something from the boss, or you have to charge like a weapon, special weapon, something like that. Yeah. This thing, I love this thing, how it works. So actually, this, this. Oh, what was that? It, re it reflects missiles if oh, I charge my. it up. <laughs> so the like, why, why is my missile coming back? Yeah, the more damage you deal to me, the more my weapons, uh, the more potent my weapons become. Oh. That's that's the cool that's the cool thing. So it's like a trade-off. Yeah, I lose health. You probably can see my brain right now. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm fully dead now. So I can only watch my teammates destroying me now. Yeah, they're probably gonna destroy. So I can spectate. So I can go around you. 
and spectate. Oh, he burned someone. There he is. Quite sad. I think if you click one or two, this is like the free mode or uh, a following mode. Oh yeah, I can now follow uh, my teammates. Okay, so it's really... It's gonna be a, a photo finish. Yeah, do you see it as a fish eye lens? Like, or is it... No, no, no. I, I see it like... It, it is completely immersive, so... I really... I'm really here in this environment, so... That is it, cool. It, yeah, VR is completely different. It's, it's, it's a transformative gaming Oh, experience. here do we see... Okay, you killed me. <laughs> Yay, we done it! We done it! Nice. Well, it, it feels super smooth. I like that. I like it a lot, and I think, like, people want to know, when can they start playing the game? Uh, well, I think we have a giveaway, 10 keys for the uh, closed alpha. Mm -hmm. uh, the next playtest will be this Saturday. Okay. We have two playtimes for US and Europe, uh, 7 to 10 p.m. Uh, please join, so you can uh, register mm -hmm. on bossfighters.game. Uh, register your account and there's a chance that you will get the key but you can enter the uh, basically the contest to get the keys yeah so, and know. i'm gonna tell them how uh, you have to follow boss at boss fighters uh, vr plus at pfp game hub on twitter uh, and share one of the posts about this live show with the hashtags hashtag boss alpha key hashtag pvp game hub um, probably will be in the chat as well this information so you guys know it exactly and then there like there's 10 closed alpha keys for boss fighters so that you can test this yourself I really like that um, so if they want to contact boss fighters or um, or anything where is best that they check like they go to a boss fighter Twitter or where is best if they want to contact about the game? Yeah, the, the best way you can contact us on Twitter. Mm -hmm. We have a Discord. And don't forget to wishlist the game on Steam. The game is on Steam, so you can go uh, just uh, find it in a browser, Steam browser, boss fighters, yeah. uh, add it to wishlist. So everything, like a little, little pieces, like uh, they go a long way helping the project. Uh, yeah, Discord, we have an amazing community. Twitter, we post every day. Uh, yeah, these are basically the main channels that we use. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, so, the topic for the next show will be announced later this week. So, I can't tell yet, but if, uh, if we know and, well, we have everything perfectly, then you will know because we will post it. And uh, definitely keep an eye out for our Twitter or tweets on PvP Game Hub. Uh, if you want to follow me anywhere, I'm on Twitch, Marcella the Bee. Uh, I will say hi. I will send a heart in the chat. That's that's me. Um, so I am streaming pretty much, well, a lot of most every day if I can. Uh, but also on Twitter, also Marcella the Bee, Instagram Marcella the Bee. So also, if you want to know more, then go check out my stuff, I would say. Directly doing a little shout out for myself. Nice. Um... And wishlist definitely the game on Steam because then you will be known if it's out. Um, so I'm going to uh, thank you for being here today with us, Vadim. Um, you looked fantastic with the VR headset. <laughs> Especially like this. Yeah. 
<laughs> Thank you for inviting me, inviting me for the show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully I had a really we'll, great time. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll see more in the future and hope to see you back. And maybe then we can see also like the view from your side, how it looks when you have a VR uh, headset on. Um, oh. I so would the, love to show it. It would be cool. Uh, so thank you so much. And uh, good luck with uh, the rest of the game. Like, uh, it's exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for trying the game out. So tune in uh, April 8th, Saturday. Would love to see you on the playtest as well. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> thank you so much, Redeem. Uh, see you next time. Bye. Bye. And uh, with that, so later this week's uh, this episode will be available on YouTube and podcast podcast platforms uh, like Spotify and Amazon and Apple Music. So if you want to hear or look at this um, show again, YouTube is your friend, or also of course Spotify, Amazon, and Apple Music. Uh, so with that said, I think the hour is already done. So time for me to have dinner. Oh yes. Um, hopefully, hopefully you all had a great time once again. Uh, I did had a great time. It was really lovely to have Fadim here and, um, definitely looking forward for boss fighters. Yeah. So uh, thank you once again. Have a great evening, uh, all morning, all midday, wherever you're from. And I see you all very, very soon. All right. Ciao, ciao.